Hello, this is Pastor Logan. Welcome to our Wednesday Bible study. Uh, hopefully you are prepared and ready to listen and uh, go into a little deeper in the discipline of guidance or the celebration of disciplines by Richard J. Foster. Um, we've been in this book now for since the beginning of January, pre-COVID, and uh, we're going into, this is uh, October now, but it's taken us that long. It's a deep book. It's a exhaustive book. It's a wonderful read on how we transform as believers, and that should be our intent. Uh, I hope that in your life there's nothing that you do that you do strictly uh with no purpose of, of it impacting you in some kind of way. And I know there's amusement parks to amuse our minds and, and to not get necessarily thing, anything from it other than entertainment. But we're talking about something that will transform your life if you allow it, and that is the Word of God and, and these disciplines that we add into our lives for that very purpose. So let's get right into it. Um, I have some guests here with me today. It's uh, October. My parents... Um, 59th wedding anniversary is this month. They've already had it in October. And then my dad is 86 years old today. So uh, he won't hear you, but uh, he'll feel you. Just give him a big shout out. Uh, Wayne Logan, 86 years old today and loving it. Um, strong, healthy, uh, been out on the golf course, got stuck in a sand uh, trap and got out of it. Soft, soft trap. <laughs> but uh, but but he's alive and well by the grace of God. And this marriage has been going on for 59 years, and all by the grace of God. And uh, we are so so very appreciative of my mom and my dad, and uh, we're celebrating with them. So uh, so we're going to get right into our Bible study, and. Um, and just enjoy it, okay? Um, uh, so here we go. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you so much for loving us, taking care of us, watching over us, keeping us safe, keeping us secure. And we thank you and praise you that you sent your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. Though I'm speaking through the mic and speaking on this video, we know that the real teacher of our soul is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would have free reign, free way, do what you will. Speak as you choose. We desire to be led by you, especially in a time when discernment means everything. Being able to hear from you. Help us, help us, help us, Holy Spirit, to be more attentive to your voice. And thank you, Jesus, for being our big brother and our soon coming king. We reverence you this day. We thank you for all that you have accomplished on our behalf. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, well, let's get right into the discipline of guidance. Remember, we, we were just in the discipline of worship uh, after four, I think maybe four weeks of it, uh, four uh, good weeks, I think. And if you go back and listen to those on, on worship, that's what we are made for. We, you and I, are made for the worship of God. And so that means it's serious to God, it should be serious to us. Now we're going to get into the discipline of guidance, uh, not only individually, but also corporately. In other words, uh, pockets of believers should be led by the Spirit of God to go in the same direction. And you'll see in this study uh, that in many ways, even before the Holy Spirit was living on the inside of every believer, um, God was leading uh, His people by His Spirit. Uh, and so He makes reference to that in this. So it's easier for, if all of us are hearing from the same Spirit, we shouldn't be so divided. We shouldn't be going in multiple directions 
uh, we should be able to hear clearly. And when the body comes and coagulates together, comes and becomes one, then we should get a really good picture of which way and which direction God is leading us. And that too, you'll find out in uh, in the discipline of guidance, especially corporate guidance. So let's get into it. You know, he starts out with a quote, um, Richard J. Foster, a quote from George Fox, and it says, Dwell in life, in the life, and love, and power, and wisdom of God, in unity one with another and with God, and the peace and wisdom of God fill your hearts, that nothing may rule, nothing may rule in you but the life which stands in the Lord God. Now, you have to go back and read that for yourself, but I'm going to give you an, an idea of what he's saying here. He said, if we get consumed with life in the spirit, life in the spirit with one another, life in the spirit in harmony and in love with our brothers and sisters in Christ, that we in some ways ignite the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit uh, to unify us so that we begin to hear a unified voice and move out accordingly. Uh, you see, uh, any any source, any organism that is unified, whether it even be evil or good, around one voice is going to be more powerfully stronger than any voice, any uh, collective group um, that has divided voices. So if we get together and one person says, I want to go left, the other person says, I want to go right, and another person says, I want to go down the middle, uh, then we've got an issue because we're going to be pulling against one another as opposed to working with one another. But let's say that we had a captain who says, let's go down the middle. And all of us adhere to the captain and we all go down the middle. Now all of our forces, all of our strength is going in the, in the same direction. Well, same is true in regards to being led by Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit, if he can get all of us aligned and hearing the same voice, and, and get unified around that one voice, then we can move mountains as a body of believers. But if we're all hearing multiple voices and going in multiple directions, then we're not going to accomplish nearly what I believe God wants to uh, for us to accomplish. So we have to be unified. And so that's what he's talking about, living, breathing, uh, 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 unified under this banner of, of being in Christ loving one another, and that's what that quote is talking about with George Fox. So number one, in our day of heaven and earth are a tiptoe, let me just talk that back over again, in our day heaven and earth are a tiptoe waiting for, our own tiptoe waiting for the emergence of a spirit-led, spirit-intoxicated, spirit-empowered people. All of creation watches expectantly for the springing up of a disciplined, freely gathered, martyred people who know in this life and the life and power of the kingdom of God, it has happened before and it can happen again. Um, so right here it's telling us that, um, that, that, that God is tiptoeing. He's, he's walking around looking for those people who are being led by his spirit, who are living constantly uh, by the inward witness of the Holy Spirit living down on the inside of them and a collective body. So it's as though God is tiptoeing. He's, he's searching around. He's trying to find that body of believer that will, will base their reality on what's on the inside of them, on Holy Spirit's witness, on 
Holy Spirit's directives. Uh, and, 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 and that is coming about. Matter of fact, it has to come about now because everything around us is going in multiple directions. I mean, everything you can imagine uh, is going on. So we, we are, we are, when I say we, society is all over the place. We're from A to Z on what to do, how to do it, when to do it, those types of things. So we're all over. We're, we're spaced out. But not only society, but the body of Christ even. We're from A to Z on stuff. And, and we need to be able to sit back and, and, and purpose to hear what Holy Spirit has to say to us as a body of believers. It's imperative now that we not use human reasoning, but we use the rationale that comes by way of listening to a Holy Spirit speak. So God is saying, he's saying here in this particular uh, number one, is that God, God is looking to infect, to intoxicate um, people, his body, with the presence of Holy Spirit so that we are truly asking Holy Spirit, where do I go? What do I do? Like Paul, when he was when he was out there on his missionary journeys, he would seek the Holy Spirit's voice. And he would say things like, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to me that we should go in this direction. In other words, he wasn't looking and saying, you know, oh, I think that's a good direction. Or looking, reading demographics and finding out what's the best place to, to go and what the, what's the best thing to do. He, he, he was looking on the inside for his roadmap. In other words, he was saying, God, you have the direction. Reveal it to me by your spirit. And I'll follow his lead. I'll follow his direction. Now, if any of you saw the book of Eli uh, that came out with uh, Denzel Washington many years ago, and, and um, he, he was a blind man. At least I believe he was blind. Some people debate that. But I think that's the, that was what the story was really all about. And he... Uh, Got was able to go from one location all the way across to the coast to get this book, the Bible, into the hands of the people who could duplicate it. And uh, But he was solely walking by faith and not by sight. In other words, he would get direction as to where to go and how to get there by a voice on the inside. And so once he, as he was traveling, uh, they couldn't understand him. They couldn't understand even as... You know, people were trying to take him out, how he could know where they were at, where they were positioned. But his sensitivities were so strong. Not only physical sensitivities were strong, but he could hear what I believe was Holy Spirit's voice telling him, here's where you need to go. Here's who you need to talk to. And then once he did get to uh, the other side, he had God's word written in his heart. And without the Bible in his hand, because they took the Bible from him and they thought they had done a great thing. But he still traveled, and when he got there, out of his memory, he quoted the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Whew. Isn't that something? That you would, he would know the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, that he wouldn't need to carry it. You see, if, if you, we don't, you know, the Bible tells us it's God's word that I have hid in my heart that I do, that, so that I will not sin against thee. What we are doing when we are uh, spending time with God in the morning, spending time listening to the Word of God, spending time praying, spending time worshiping, is we're creating capacity for Holy Spirit to speak to us so that we're familiar with His voice. We know His voice. You know, I've been blessed to have my parents, as I mentioned earlier, 
They've been around me all my life. And um, when we moved back from Los Angeles, uh, they started attending the church that I pastor, New Day Christian Church, as you well know. And uh, But if my dad or my mom called my name out in the midst of a big crowd, I feel quite certain that I would know it. And I feel quite certain that I would turn and try to figure out where that voice is coming from because I'm familiar with their voice, because I've been around them, because I, I know certain things about them. Uh, like my dad, for instance, uh, I know that when he clears his throat, he's about to say something. You know, he's been doing it all of his life. You know, <coughs> then uh, there's something. <laughs> he just did it. There's something powerful that's going to come out. He's going to say something. But I know that. I know his mannerisms because I've been around him long enough. And I think my brother and my sister uh, could say the same. And we know mom. We know, we know what she's saying even when she doesn't say it. We know what she's saying. We know what she's saying when she says, oh, well, that means I wish you really would do it. You know, but she's not going to say it that way. She's going to say, but, but we know her. We know her. That's what we're talking about here. How are we going to be guided by Holy Spirit is we have to know him. We have to know the gentle nudgings, the gentle nudgings. Like, I know what he wants. I know what he's trying to say. I know where he's trying to go. I know what he's trying to get me to do. I know why I have an unrest. I know why I feel agitated. I know why, for whatever reason, uh, that door didn't open up, but this door did. And because we're getting familiar with Holy Spirit. Number two, many are having a deep and profound experience of an Emmanuel of the Spirit. You know what Emmanuel means. Emmanuel means God with us. So Emmanuel of the Spirit. God with us, a knowledge that in the power of the Spirit, Jesus has come to guide his people himself, an experience of his leading that is as definite and as immediate as the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Can you imagine, you know, as the children of Israel were leaving out of Egypt, all they had for guidance. I mean, they, they had been in 400 years of captivity. They didn't know, they didn't know life outside of Egypt. They know how to get to the rock mill and back home. They know how to build these buildings that the Egyptians had them building. They don't know what it was like to, uh, to, to, to be in the mud and the straw making bricks all day. But they didn't know what it was like to be outside of Egypt, to travel, to go. For 400 years, they weren't traveling. They weren't going places. They didn't know what world was like outside of Egypt. And so when God took them out of Egypt... They didn't have a path to follow. They didn't have signs saying, here's the way to your freedom. No, God delivered them by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And that was real to them. All they had to do was look up in the sky and see the pillar of fire. Okay, well, let's go that direction. Or, or they see the cloud by day. and Well, that must be the way God wants us to go. It was that real to them. Well, God wants us, his spirit to be that real so that so when we wake up in the morning and we're looking for direction in our lives, that we are looking at that fire of Holy Spirit down on the inside of us telling us this is the way to go. And I believe it should be that real that just as we're, they were using their physical senses to determine the will of God, we use our spiritual senses to determine the will of God and look for it. And, and that gives us a tremendous advantage because if all you have to, to reason with is what you can see, then you can easily be deceived. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? If all you have to determine what is real is by what you see, then you are going to easily be deceived because everything we see is temporary. And plus, people can pull the wool over your eyes. They can trick you. They can make you look like, they can make it look like something that it is not. And there are master deceivers. As a matter of fact, there are people who are paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars to do nothing but deceive. That's what they do. It's their life. And unless you are able to look down on the inside and, and, and take God's word and follow that pillow of fire by night and that cloud by day or Holy Spirit down on the inside, we're going to be deceived because you can't. No one is that smart to just use human reasoning. It leaves out a whole um, realm that we're not able to tap into if we're only using this three-dimensional realm that of sight, sound, taste, all of those are five senses, and what we can actually see, then we're going to be deceived in some things. Because even all of us know, you don't even have to be a Christian to know there's something more happening than what we see. It, just, it doesn't take that much. We, we kind of know that innately. And, and what a wonderful gift from God to have his spirit down on the inside of us. One of the confessions I make of my own life is that I have the spirit of God. He dwells in me. He teaches me all things and guides me into all truth. The Holy Spirit, he guides me into all truth so I can know a spade when I see one. <laughs> I can know a wicked person when I say, I can tell a good relationship versus a bad relationship. You know, uh, just recently, just a wonderful honor of having Dr. Eddington uh, come and be a part of our service. And, and he was having the same exact kind of experience. He worded it differently, but in much the same way, I, I had an immediate, immediate attraction to his spirit. And, and he, I believe, would say the same thing. There was something about our spirits that connected that was beyond time. It was beyond um, you getting to meet, know me and I'm getting to know you and we're getting to know one another. No, something connected. God wanted to do a quick work and something connected in our spirits first. In our spirits first. And then we followed that suit. That's how God does what he does. That's how he makes things work a lot quicker, a lot faster, uh, and with a lot more precision than us going. And, you know, I think sometimes people spend you know, a long time trying to figure out, is this person good or is this person the right person? Is this a good business relationship? And, and, and not knowing that, man, just, just look on the inside. Ask your spirit, man and woman of God, is it the right? And save yourself a lot of time and a lot of heartache if you'll just look down on the inside first. And, 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 and I seek to practice that. I kind of want to Kind of want to know, man, if I don't get a velvety, velvety smooth piece about something, I don't need to know why I don't have a velvety smooth. I just need to back away from it. Get, you know, I, I don't know why, but this doesn't seem to be right for me, okay? And the same as should be uh, for, for all of us. Um, our true contentment will come from a place called hearing the voice of God. When you hear the voice of God, you can have contentment that, that, that transcends your circumstances, what you may be going through, what may be happening. When you have God's voice, you know, when God's voice is leading you, that's a wonderful piece. Number three, 
But the knowledge of the, of the direct, active, immediate leading of the Spirit is not sufficient. In other words, uh, in your own individual life, it's good, but it's not enough. Because listen to this. Uh, individual guidance must yield, must give way to corporate guidance. There must also, there must also come a knowledge of the direct, active, immediate leading of the Spirit together. I do not mean corporate guidance in an organizational sense, but in an organic and functional sense. Church councils and denominational decrees are simply not of this reality. In other words, here's what he's saying. In a nutshell, is it's good for me to be able to hear from God. But to really move the needle, as it were, we need to be able to hear God corporately. Because when we hear God all together on something, we're able to unify, unify around that one common voice. So as wonderful as, as it is for me in my own individual life, relative to my needs, my family, those things, it's important for me to be able to hear the voice of God. But if, if we as the body of Christ are going to do anything that is noteworthy and impactful, that makes a sound in our society, then we need to be able to hear God corporately. We need to be able to say, thus saith the Lord as a whole. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, we don't like doing that. Matter of fact, we don't like to hear, do, we, we are so, in, in many ways, we're so uh, given to our freedoms and our individualism that man, they don't care who says it. Jesus come back and tell us to do something. I ain't doing that. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. That's, that's how we treat Jesus sometimes. And so as a corporate body, you know, the Bible tells us that God put pastors, prophets, evangel evangelists, apostles, teachers in the church to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. So if, if me, myself as a pastor teacher, if I come out and say, you know what, I believe God is speaking to us to do this or to do that. And, 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 and then I got 10,000 people who are saying, no, I don't think that's God. Mm -mm. It might be God for you, but it ain't God for me. You know, it, we're not going to move the needle. We're not going to move and get forward what God wants us to do. If, 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 if you are or anyone is saying, well, you know, I didn't hear that. No, I'm not doing that. No, God put us in the church so that we can hear one single voice and act accordingly. That doesn't mean that we all uh, can't add to it in some kind of way, but it's imperative that we as a body of believers learn how to submit to the voice of God and the messenger that is sending the, the word. You know, and I'm not saying close your eyes blindly because everything has to balance with the word of God. So, so I don't believe God is going to tell anyone to do something crazy or bizarre. He's just going to see, there's going to be times where, where all we're going to say is like, you know, I heard, um, I think it was Pat Robertson uh, say this. He said that uh, he was, God had spoke to him about building a, I think it was a library for the school. And, uh, and, and it was at a time where it didn't make sense to build it. In other words, financially, it didn't look like a good time to build it. So he approached his board of, of trustees with it and he told them, you know, I believe God, I believe this is God. God wants us to build this library for the school. And, uh, and, and so they, he said, he said, he said this, he said, now here's what I need you to do. He says, 
if you if you can't see it, that's all right. Just but but just don't say anything. In other words, don't don't say something to cause the momentum of what I believe I heard God say to be quenched or to be dampened by doubt and unbelief. He said, don't don't doubt. Don't you know? And he was emphatic. And that doesn't mean in every situation. In other words, sometimes you got to put it on the table and get some sound reason. The Bible tells us in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In other words, you're going to find the middle ground. But there are going to be some times when, when I, you know, I just believe this is what God is saying to us. I believe, and then you put it out there on the table, but sometimes they're not for negotiation. It's like God is saying this, I need you to, I need you to, let's pray, let's hear from God, let's, let's, let's see if we all have a peace in our spirit about it as we get ready to move out. And I'm not suggesting that you just jump out there uh, with a lot of, uh, of, 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 you know, of, of, and, and there's a lot of people pushing against it. That might be a good, that might be a good, um, uh, you know, a good indicator that, that it isn't the right way. But, but if it's God, then he's going to give everyone a peace. But why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't the Holy Spirit tell everyone the, the same thing at the same time to accomplish the same thing? Why would, why would he tell one person one thing and, and then another person another thing? You know, we learned one thing uh, when we built our church. And, and we had a wonderful, you know, our process. Everybody was telling me when we built our, our church, you know, man, the, the worst thing's going to happen is that you're going to have a committee. And with that committee, they're going to, um, uh, they're going to want you to paint the walls this color. They want this kind of brick. They want this kind of carpet. They want this, this, this. So I said, mm-mm, we ain't doing that. We're going to hear from everyone and we're going to get a, uh, a unanimous as to what we felt like was good, but we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna shop it out to multiple people, uh, because the one time we did, we asked the question, uh, you know, what what do we think the veneer on the building should be, the brick on the building should be? We got ten thousand answers. I'm like, no, nah, never no more. We we're not going that way. We gotta we gotta find people who have expertise in that area, and we're gonna let them make a decision, and we're gonna run with it. We're not gonna get. In a, in, a, in a bottleneck of trying to figure out what's going on. So I'm just saying that, that, that the church needs to be unified and we unify by Holy Spirit's voice. And it will, we'll see in, later on in here how that happens, how we can be unified uh, by the voice of Holy Spirit. Okay, just a few more and then we'll be done. Number four, for this reason I have chosen to list guidance among the corporate disciplines and to stress its communal side. God does guide the individual richly and profoundly, but he also guides groups of people and can instruct the individual through group experience. So that's what we were just talking about. That God can, and because again, God is going to speak. If he's trying to get something done through a body, he's going to give all of us a piece about it. You know? You know, the, the, the truth is going to be revealed to the corporate body. Someone will have to bring it out. But, but I, I, don't, I just don't believe that God is into a whole lot of fussing and fighting about a decision. That just cannot be the heart of God, that we would be on several hundred different uh, pages uh, as it pertains to what God is trying to say. I remember uh, as a child many, many, many years ago, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I will, I was in an environment. I heard. I, I heard a a meeting. Actually, I I wasn't in there. I was actually. I heard the tape. 
I heard the, the old cassette tape uh, of one of the meetings. And man, if, 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 if God hadn't saved my soul and, and, and I hadn't known this a reality, I would have thought people were just lost their minds because it was fussing and fighting in, in a church setting. And there was bickering and there was madness and there was heart. It was like, this cannot be the will of God. This cannot be Jesus. This, I mean, even as a child, I knew this can't be right. This, this cannot be, this cannot, this should not be that kind of bickering in the church environment. It just shouldn't be. And I don't think God ever intended for it to be. And I don't think you see that. As a matter of fact, when, when a major decision was coming down, we'll see in a little bit, well, a little bit, not today, but we'll see in Acts 15 when a major decision was being made about the church. They all came together and guess what they did? They prayed. They worship God, and they listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And they all came up with the same conclusion. They all decided what to do based upon um, what the Holy Spirit said in that atmosphere of worship, in that atmosphere of seeking God. Not in the atmosphere of human reasoning, because we are human, and we're going to have different opinions. I mean, that's just, that's just human, is to think differently about things, you know? Uh, my brother, my sister, and I, we're all different. We're, we have different ways of viewing things, different ways of looking at things. And, and just on a purely natural thing, they might like one thing, uh, and we may have three different opinions about one thing, you know, about, you know, way it should be, way it looks, you know, well, do we have this or not? You know, my brother and I were just joking the other day um, that, you know, uh, his, his way of keeping a room and my way of keeping a room uh, are different. <laughs> he used to tell me growing up, he said, hey, listen, you put your stuff on your side of the room, he drew a line, and I'll keep mine on my side of the room because our way of keeping a room were different. He, he, I won't tell you which one was the neat fleet free. I'll just say it wasn't me. <laughs> And so our opinions, it didn't make him bad and me bad, or him good and me bad, or him bad and I, I'm good. No, it just means that he he desired that kind. We grew up in the same home, raised by the same parents, taught the same things, had to wash dishes, had to clean up the house every single Saturday morning to Al Green. Yeah, me and Al Green go way back. We cleaned the house, and that was our chores every single Saturday. So it wasn't a matter of us being taught that we weren't taught how to be clean and neat, because we were. It's just that he took it to the nth degree. <laughs> he was much more passionate about it than I was. But that does not mean that, though we have differing opinions, that doesn't mean that we can't come on board on the things that matter most. Okay? So we're going to have those kinds of reasons. All right, so what he's saying here is a, as a group of believers, we need to learn how to hear the one voice of Holy Spirit and make decisions accordingly. Okay, I'm almost out of time, so I'm going to read this last one and we'll be done. Number five, perhaps the preoccupation with private guidance in Western cultures is the product of their emphasis upon individualism. The people of God have not always been so. In other words, uh, individualism in Western Hemisphere is like a god. 
Like I am what I am, I have what I have, I do what I want to do when I want to do it, and we pride ourselves on that individualism. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but at some point you've got to bring your individualism into a, a bucket of the whole and let it blend in there, let it be one so that good things can be accomplished. You know, even to the point of, you know, when we're dealing with this corona thing right now, uh, there are there are some countries right now, that, you know, some they're not even all that Christian, but they have learned over years to take, to to do what the dictator tells them to do or die. So it brings about a, kind of a false unity, but it does bring unity. In other words, they're forced into unity, uh, and they they see themselves always as a whole, as a group, not as an individual. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if we as Americans began to really begin to see ourselves as one one group, Americans, not not Americans by way of Democrat, Americans by way of Republican, Americans by way of red, blue, Americans by way of uh, liberal, conservative, but Americans, the Americans. There's got to be a middle ground in just being American that we can just say these are the things that will help us to be better as Americans, not not nothing against any party or affiliation, anything like that. But just there's just some things that, man, if we just all said, you know, let's just do this as a as as Americans, you know. But sometimes, you know, it 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 it, it absolutely amazes me how we force our we we will opt out of anything that says that that we think is infringing upon our individual rights. Well, sometimes your individual rights need to be need to be uh, uh, brought in so that the whole can benefit. Nothing wrong with that, you know. You can be an individual at home, but when you come out in public, be part of the whole. <laughs> Y'all got me chuckling over here. You don't understand what I'm saying. In other words, let's let's think about as a, as believers. Let's think about how when I come into a corporate setting, how it's no longer about me anymore. It's no longer about what I need, what I want. And I didn't like the music. I didn't like uh, the air. Air was it was too hot. It was too cold. It was. Let's think about how can I in this in this setting be a part of the whole. How can I do my part to make everything else work out right? Um, I'll close with this. You know, we were at a baseball game the other day. And um, and you look down on the ground. There's no, there's, you don't see. I didn't see anything until I started eating some nuts and those shells from the nuts. I started throwing them out on the ground, and lo and behold, as I was throwing those those nuts down on the ground, a stampede of red ants came, and they came by looked like the millions after these nuts. And, and and I'm thinking, whoa, what a corporate effort! What what, what a unison! What what you know? I mean, I'm sure there were probably some laying down on the couch on on in the, on the ant mound saying, you know, man, I don't feel like going to work today. You know, I'm just gonna sit here and, and not do anything. But no, they were galvanized by one voice, one effort. The Bible even tells us, go out and study the ants. Look at them. Look how they perform. Look how they act. Look how they function together as one. And you can learn a big lesson. And I think we can too. In other words, no individual is bigger or better or stronger in the body of Christ than the whole. 
the sum is always greater than its parts. And the sum, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to. And the Holy Spirit wants to get them around his voice so that they can accomplish great things like the ants. That's the word for today. I hope you've enjoyed this. Let's pray. Remember, we're on the, 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 the discipline of guidance. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. It is our desire, and we know that we can, we can definitely be honorary, hard-hearted, stiff-necked at times. We want our own way, and we want to do it the way we want to do it. But I know, Father, that you're helping us by Holy Spirit to, to acquiesce, to, to conform to the Word of God, not to standards of man, not to, to what uh, the world wants us to do, but to conform to the voice of your Spirit, individually and corporately. Help us to be more sensitive to what Holy Spirit wants and not what we want. We ask this in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. Amen. So uh, uh, we're done here um, today. Remember, this is Wednesday, so uh, we take up, we receive our offering today. If you are inclined to give, you can do so by uh, going to our website, www.newdaycc.com. Uh, and there's an app there, or you can give directly online, or you can simply uh, uh, mail it to the church if you're not, if you're not attending uh, on a regular basis, or you or you're from out of town. We've been tremendously blessed by those who have been given uh, who are, who are outside of our uh, our uh, community, and so thank God for you, and thank God for you all support. We thank God for supplying every need of New Day Christian Church. This coming Friday, remember um, uh, we'll have our prayer time again, high noon, and then Sunday we we're going to start a series just uh, briefly uh, on uh, what how does God view government how does he look at it what is it is it his that does it belong to him does he have any say in it what does he look what does it look like so that we can go in with with our eyes wide open uh in these next few years god bless you thank you so much i love you and i appreciate you have a wonderful wonderful rest of day amen